Acting with an accent by Dr. David Allen Stern. The standard British dialect, revised edition, copyright 1987 by Dialect Accent Specialists, Los Angeles, California. This tape teaches the dialect variously referred to as standard British, English RP, received pronunciation, or sometimes SBS, standard British Southern. It's the dialect used by most educated, middle to upper class speakers throughout the south of England. And it's the pattern that Americans most often identify as the British or English accent. Lesson one. And now for something completely different. Lesson two. Pronunciation changes related to standard British residence. What's a police public call box? It's a telephone box from the 1950s. The disguise. Lesson three. English pitch lines. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. This is lesson number four. More changes in English vowel pronunciation. No, I'm not saying that we're better or greater or comparing us with Jesus Christ as a person or as a thing or whatever it is. Lesson five, the English R drop. Expecto Patronum! Of course the English pronounce the R sound when it comes before a vowel in words like red, rose, Radiohead. In standard American dialect, the T doesn't explode much at the end of words. We'll often say hit, get, sit. The English do a complete explosion on those sounds. Run face. Hit, for example. Get, repeat these. Sit. Text. Some lovely actors. In fact, when the next word starts with a vowel, the T often seems to carry over to the next word. Get out. Mary is lovely. Sit on the chair. Americans never do this after the L, but the English do. Lubricate. Don't forget to combine these new pitch glides with the forward lip and tongue glides that you've been doing from the start. I don't like it at all. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I can do, I, I can't do certain words because I haven't heard them in their languages or in their accents. Just fake it. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. This week's battle is Best of Britain. Oi, I'm a chimney sweep. Uh, with me as always is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight? Well, uh, Tonight, we've got Chris Mitchell. God save the Queen. Yeah, I think you can see why Chris is on this episode. Uh, also, we have Pete Lucas. Hey, folks. And Anthony Valenta. Hello, Governor. So, uh, as always, this is how we do it. Uh, we have 32 things uh, from, uh, on, or about Britain. We set them up in tournament brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. We pit one against the other and put it to a vote. Winner moves on to the next round, where it all starts over again, until something is crowned, <laughs> crowned, uh, best of Britain. Uh, as always, you get to determine the criteria you use for the winner of each match. Uh, which one do you just like better? Uh, what do you think is more representative of Britain as a whole? Uh, which had the biggest impact on society? Um, which has the best accent? Whatever you want to use. Any reasoning you want, as long as it makes sense to you and supports your argument, that's what we call geek logic, and it's the heart of every geek fight. All right, then. Uh, well, let's start the fight. And I just noticed that the queen isn't on here, which I think is pretty funny. But Chris, 
this one starts with you. It is Harry Potter versus Merlin. Okay, starting with the wizards. Um, now, Harry Potter can be uh, congratulated for starting kids reading again. Um, it's, a, it's a nice series of books and a, and a great series of films. The only problem with it is I've had to watch Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 16 times this week with my daughter, and I can't stand it anymore. So I'm going to have to vote for Merlin. Uh, a vote for Merlin. Hey. Um, this was actually pretty, a pretty easy choice for me because, uh, as anybody who listens to the show knows, I was raised, uh, I learned to read on comic books. And along with that was, uh, the, uh, the whole King Arthur saga was just, uh, mind blowing for me at a young age. So I got to go with Merlin. Another vote for Merlin. Anthony. This one is also easy for me because I did not write a, a Damon Merlin slash fiction. I did write a Harry Potter Damon slash fiction. So I vote for the dangers of Butterbeer. A vote for Harry Potter. Oh, Harry. Hmm. Um, let's see. Where am I going to go? I think I will. I'll go Harry. Hmm. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mike. Which one takes the win? Uh, I, I'm so very tempted to give it to Harry Potter for the slash fiction. Um, but, you know, someone go ahead and write some Damon Merlin slash fiction. Because, uh, you know, recently I saw uh, the play Camelot. And I, I realized that of, of the many tellings of, of the Arthur story, that's one of my lesser favorites, and primarily because Merlin doesn't have a great role in it. My favorite is probably Excalibur, just because I love uh, Nigel something. I don't, know, I don't know his name, because he's just Merlin. I love that performance of Merlin in that movie. It's my favorite character in the Arthur mythos. So, uh, Plus, I think in a fight, it would also still go to Merlin. A vote for Merlin, and Merlin takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Pete, this one is yours. It is Robin Hood versus Gary Oldman. God, I hate you, Damon. Because um, I chose to have Robin Hood on the list, I think. And, uh, you know, for you to put him up against Gary Oldman in the first round. Because um, who can vote against Gary Oldman? Uh, I got to go Gary Oldman. Uh, vote for Gary Oldman. Anthony. Uh, this is tough. I loved Robin Hood as a kid. He was one of my childhood heroes. But uh, I have to go with Gary Oldman because he's serious black and we have to keep something Harry Potter going. Uh, vote for Gary Oldman. Um, Gary Oldman is okay. He's all right. But I'm going to go with Robin Hood. Uh, Robin Hood has had a, a much larger impact on our society as a whole than uh, Gary Oldman. Just the, the, the Robin Hood stealing from the rich and, you know, giving it to the poor. I wish somebody would do that in this country. So uh, I'm going to go Robin Hood. Mike? You know, I, I was actually all set to go Gary Oldman on this. Uh, on the principle that there have been a lot of different Robin Hoods, but there have been a lot of really shitty Robin Hoods. And there really hasn't been any shitty Gary Oldman performance. But uh, actually, I think you're right. I think... Uh, Robin Hood is more than just even a fictional character. It is an idea. It is Robin, t taking from the rich and giving to the poor, and even expanding upon that, Robin Hood was, was originally one of the rich. Um, so 
I'm going to vote for Robin Hood because we could really use Robin Hood right now. Uh, vote for Robin Hood. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you there, Chris. Oh, this is so hard. Um, Robin Hood, like you say, has, has got a, a very strong message, um, but Gary Oldman is Gary Oldman. Uh, all right, I, I'm going to... I'll put my vote to Robin Hood, but it has to be Gary Oldman as Robin Hood. A vote for Robin Hood, and Robin Hood moves on through. I have just two words to say to that. What? Kevin Costner. Yeah? He did an alright job. Until he lost his accent five minutes into the movie. Yeah. But I have another two words to say to that. Moving on. Anthony, this fight is yours. It is Sir Patrick Stewart versus the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I hate you so much for putting these two up against each other. But uh, <clears throat> I'm going to have to... Uh, I'm going to ask everyone to go to Google right now and type in the phrase, what is the meaning to life, the universe, and everything? And watch what Google tells you. It's going to tell you 42. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is that influential. It influences Google. I'm voting for Hitchhikers. Uh, vote for Hitchhiker's Guide. Um... You know, it was going to be uh, Captain Picard on here and not Patrick Stewart, but then I realized Captain Picard is French. Uh, Patrick Stewart is not. He has actually been knighted recently. That's why I actually had to write in Sir Patrick Stewart. Um, but Hitchhiker's Guide is uh, is a fun thing. I, I think it, it's had a little bit more influence on my later life than Patrick Stewart, so I'm going to go Hitchhiker's Guide. Mike? Yeah, I mean, I, this this pains me. Um, I, I'd love to see something Star Trek move on. Um, and certainly Star Trek, I think, has had a bigger impact than Hitchhiker's Guide. Patrick Stewart, even though if it wasn't for Patrick Stewart, we probably wouldn't have Star Trek today. Uh, his His contribution, other than just being a very good part you know, really, to me, he's the second best part of the second best part of Star Trek, because Next Generation is my second favorite show. Um, but Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, even though in in England that particular style of humor was not groundbreaking, uh, it was over here, and it opened the door over here to a wide variety of authors, great authors, and uh, and really just kind of a style of, of writing that uh, that really was not common here, and I think uh, at least in this country, it changed the fates of science fiction writing. So, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Another vote for Hitchhikers, Chris. Um, I'm I'm going to go with the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide again, mainly because Patrick Stewart, as as British and as wonderful as he is, he's had all of his success apart from with the Shakespeare Company in in the states. Whereas Hitchhiker's Guide. No matter how many different versions of it come out, uh, the, the movies, the, the new books, the radio shows and things like that, it's still a very British thing. So I'm going to stick with the Hitchhikers. Uh, vote for Hitchhiker's Guide because Patrick Stewart is a traitor. And Pete, is it a clean sweep? Uh, this was a tough one, but you know what? Normally, when it comes to fictional versus real, I go with the real. But in this case... Uh, I read Hitchhikers when I was like 15, I think. I didn't know who the hell Patrick Stewart was until I was in my 30s. So, Hitchhiker's Guide. 
And Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is moving on. And we're on to our next fight. Uh, it's mine. It is T versus Red Dwarf, both of which I do not like at all. <laughs> um, but which one can I tolerate a little bit more? Um, seeing as most of the time after I have tea, and I, I'm sure it's a particular type of tea, I vomit. Uh, I think I'm allergic to something in tea. Uh, I have never vomited while watching Red Dwarf, so I'm going to go Red Dwarf. Mike? Um, I've, I've no, I don't vomit from tea. I, I like tea. I'm not necessarily a big tea drinker, uh, nor am I a fan of Red Dwarf. So I'll just have to look at it as in my house, there actually is right now a great deal of tea. And I think there's uh, one Red Dwarf DVD. Actually, it might even be a VHS. So uh, just on the preponderance of one over the other in my house, I will pick T. Vote for T. Chris. I was going to use this opportunity to break down an, an English or British stereotype that uh, we all drink tea at one o'clock and have a scone and, and all sit around and chit-chat and, uh, and vote for Red Dwarf. But I have got a cup of tea in front of me, so it's quite difficult for me to vote against it. So I'm going to go for tea. Uh, vote for tea. Pete. Um, you know, I like a good cup of tea, but normally the only time I drink it is when I'm sick. Whereas... Uh... And I think I've only seen like three episodes of Red Dwarf. I like the show, but I just don't have the time or the inclination to sit down and watch them all. Um, so uh, I guess I got to go with T. I'll vote for T and Anthony. I'm going to vote for T because I enjoy tossing it into the harbor to fight off our oppressive monarchs. Boo. A <laughs> uh, vote for T, and T takes the win, and we are on to our next fight. Uh, Mike, this one is yours. It is the I, which I never looked up to see what it was a reference to, versus the United States of America. Woo! Um, I, what is the I? Who put the I is like a really big Ferris wheel that sits on the edge of the Thames. It's a it's like a glass oh, Ferris okay. wheel I know that what takes that is. you up that you can look out and see all of England, I guess. All right. Um, I've never been on it. Obviously, I don't know much about it. Uh, I have seen pictures of it. Wasn't it in? It's been in movies. Is that where the, the didn't Fantastic Four almost knock that over? Is that where that was in London? Yep, that is that, that is right. exactly where that was. Um. So I'm going to vote for the I because uh, just on a geek technicality, even though the United States of America um, was for, were the, they were all British people, I, I don't consider it to actually be a product of Britain. It is actually the first product of the United States of America. Now, if this had been the original 13 colonies, which became that United States, then I think it would be a different story. But... Specifically, I can't consider the United States a product of Britain. Um, so just on a technicality, I'll vote for the I. Tommy. Uh, Chris. I'll go along with what Mike's saying there. Anything west of the Mississippi has got nothing to do with us whatsoever. It's, the, it's Spain's fault. You can blame them. And from the London Eye, you can see the Tower of London, which is a thousand years old, which is great. London Eye. Uh, vote for the I. Uh, Pete. 
Um, yeah, I have to follow um, Mike's logic there, and uh, I got to go for the eye too. Another vote for the eye, Anthony. Screw you guys. I'm going America all the way. A vote for America. Uh, I, too, will be voting for the United States of America because without the United States of America, Britain wouldn't be there right now. God damn it. Yeah. But the eye is moving on. <laughs> and we are on to our next fight. Uh, Chris, this one is yours. It is the Lord of the Rings versus Sir Isaac Newton. Yeah, there are some really hard fights, even in the first round. There's some really hard fights on this. Um, Lord of the Rings has had as great an influence over culture today as as anything else. With you know, World of Warcraft is based on it, and and the millions of people that play that across the world. Um, modern fantasy science fiction is all based around Lord of the Rings, but without Sir Isaac Newton being a, the pioneer of physics that he was, I don't think. Well. There's a good chance we'd be talking to each other now, but the, the basis of it was started by him, you know, the, the understanding of the physical world. So I'm going to have to go for Sir Isaac Newton. A vote for Sir Isaac Newton. Pete? Um, well, uh, Lord of the Rings isn't uh, one of my favorites. It was uh, all right. I don't even think I ever actually made it through the books because they keep putting me to sleep. Um, whereas we have gravity, well, a theory of uh, because of Sir Isaac Newton. So I got to go with Sir Isaac Newton. Uh, a vote for Newton. Uh, figs. Uh, Anthony. Um, <clears throat> as much as I would like to see the next round be the eye versus the eye of Sauron. <laughs> I think uh, Sir Isaac Newton is just much more influential to our modern day world. A uh, vote for Sir Isaac Newton. Um... The books of Lord and the Rings are, are boring to me. I don't, I don't like them in particularly. Uh, the movies were great, but they were filmed in New Zealand, um, so they don't count either. Um, I, I don't like apples, so I'm going to vote for Lord of the Rings. Yes, that makes no sense. Mike? I am also going to vote for Lord of the Rings. Oddly, one of the reasons was going to be because... Uh, actually, apples will make me sick uh, if I eat an apple. I think it's the peels, applesauce and things like that so much, but if I eat just eat an apple, I will I will get very, very ill. Um, secondly, I'm also not a big Lord of the Rings fan, but, you know, it is certainly geekier than Sir Isaac Newton. And if we're going to have a British physicist on this show, it should have been Stephen fucking Hawking. So fuck Isaac Newton, Lord of the Rings. You're the one that took him off the list. But Sir Isaac Newton I is... I changed my vote. I'm what? changing my vote. I want to see the eye versus the eye. <laughs> you know, when I first saw the eye on this list, I thought it was the eye of Saruman. I thought, oh, wow, that's odd that that got called out on its own. <laughs> that's how influential it is. A vote for Lord of the Rings, a changed vote for Lord of the Rings, and Lord of the Rings is moving on. We are on to our next fight. This one is a doozy, Pete. It is James Bond versus Sherlock Holmes. Oh, I still hate you. Um, while James Bond is my favorite spy, Sherlock Holmes 
was again one of those things that I got into at a very young age. I love the Sherlock Holmes stories. I love um, the interplay between Holmes and Watson. Um, I got to go with Sherlock Holmes on this one. A uh, vote for Holmes, Anthony. I love both James Bond and Sherlock Holmes. I grew up with both both childhood heroes, but I'm going to have to vote the same way I voted on Heroes versus Villains. I'm voting for heroin. What does that mean? The vote for Sherlock Holmes. Oh, wait. Heroin. Okay, sorry. I thought you said heroin. Like, wait, what? As in a heroin? Uh, anyway, uh, let's see. Octopussy versus Sherlock. But it has a pussy in the title, and that's kind of sweet. But the, the new series, Sherlock, which I think they might have new episodes out now. But I know they're coming soon. Uh, Sherlock is the shit. I, 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 if you haven't watched it, go out and watch it. It's the, the same guy who's producing uh, Doctor Who is producing Sherlock. It's really good. But I will be voting for James Bond because he's a smooth motherfucker. Mike. Uh, this is tough. These are both great, great characters. Um, but I think I am going to give it to Sherlock Holmes based more on I think there've actually been a lot more bad bond movies than good bond movies by this point um and uh you know there's only been a few actors and really only a couple of them made it work that well but Sherlock Holmes yeah I I actually enjoyed the Robert Downey movie I loved the the new show the one set in the present that you were talking about Damon I mean that alone almost puts it over by itself but you know things like Young Sherlock Holmes and that uh, that comedy with Michael Caine. I mean, the character has just lent itself to such a variety. Um, I gotta go with Sherlock Holmes. A uh, vote for Sherlock Holmes and Chris. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Sherlock Holmes as well because as as great a spy and stuff as James Bond is, it, at the end of the day, it's explosions and and car chases and things like that whereas Holmes has always been it's a cerebral thing I mean obviously being crammed full of heroin helps but it's a cerebral thing he's a he's a thinker so it's gonna have to be Holmes uh vote for Sherlock Holmes and Sherlock Holmes takes the win Mike I believe that movie you were talking about was without a clue yes that was a good movie we're on to our next fight uh Anthony, this one is yours. It's the first unknown fight of the episode. Uh, Jared wasn't able to get back to me in time with with his audio pick, but I do know what his pick is. It is soccer hooligans, woo, or football hooligans if you were over there. That's what you would call them. Versus Jared's pick. Everybody knows he's a big fan of Doctor Who, a huge fan of blondes. It is Billy Piper. Wow. Um... I really don't care about either of these. So, I'll put my faith in Jared. A vote for Billy Piper. Um, I like soccer hooligans. I like the fact that soccer hooligans make American asshole hooligans look okay. Because soccer hooligans isn't actually just in the UK. It actually is kind of a worldwide thing, but it kind of, I, I personally believe it started there. And uh, they are crazy. Like, anytime somebody burns down their city because they want something, people are like, oh, okay. But 
very few people die. People die for like not a not a like a soccer match or sorry a football match. That doesn't mean anything to the grand scale. Like it's not the World Cup. It's not the you know championship. It's just a, a game. So like riot. I love them. So I'm gonna go soccer hooligans, Mike. Yeah, I, I'm also gonna go with soccer hooligans, though not for for the reasons that you stayed. Uh, mostly because uh, one Rose was. Uh, not my favorite companion. I mean, I like Doctor Who a lot. Never a big fan of Rose. Always more of a Martha man myself. Um, certainly Amy. But uh, also, I don't think... I mean, soccer hooligans, Like, I mean, it may be international, but certainly that just... It seems more British. I don't think of a just a blonde woman on Doctor Who as, you know, kind of a very distinctly British thing. So uh, I'll go with the soccer hooligans. Uh, vote for soccer hooligans, Chris. Well, this is a you know, class of the titans. It really is. Um, <clears throat> I remember Billy Piper being a a, a Britney Spears style pop kitten back in uh, back in the early late mid nineties. I don't know when. Um, but soccer hooligans being on this list would be like the Westboro Baptist Church being on the best of the USA. So I'm going to have to vote for Billy Piper. <laughs> Wow, are they? Wow, that is horrible. Oh, so a I vote? guess we're doing the best of the USA and we're putting that on there. <laughs> yep. A vote for Billy Piper. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Pete. Are you voting for the Westboro Baptist Church of the UK? <laughs> um, actually, I have to uh, go with Billy Piper because I'm not into sports. I don't enjoy sports at all. I do not watch them at all. So. Anything that has to do with sports is definitely going down in the first round to me. All right. Billy Piper takes the win. And we are on to our next fight. Uh, it is Captain Britain from the comic books. You know, Captain Britain. He's kind of sweet. Uh, what's his name? Something Braddock. I can't remember. Uh, versus Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, there's a reason. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock is Alfred Hitchcock. Captain Britain is a character. Like, uh, there's a Hitchcockian camera move. There's Hitchcockian this, Hitchcockian that. Uh, Captain Britain is a character that can barely sustain his own comic book. So I'm going to go with Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, Mike. Uh, yeah, not only can he not sustain his own comic book, um, wasn't he created by Chris Claremont? Uh, I believe so. Isn't he American? I believe so. Wasn't he created by a company owned in the U.S.? By Marvel Comics? That is correct. Uh, so, uh, I think something created by an American company, by an American creator, um, just to really, really, really is just kind of a, a weird gimme to, hey, we've got Captain America, you can have Captain Britain. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think putting that up against, yeah, a filmmaker whose name actually, like you said, means something. Um, so, definitely, Alfred Hitchcock. A uh, vote for Hitch. Uh, Chris. Um, yeah, Captain Britain. Uh, uh, I I've never read a Captain Britain comic, and I come from Britain, so he can't be that good a character. Um, so I'm going to have to go for Alfred Bluecock. <laughs> Vote for Alfred Bluecock, big Bluecock. Uh, Pete. Um, yeah, I never got into Captain Britain, um, so I got to go with Alfred Hitchcock. Another vote for Hitchcock. And, Anthony, is it a clean sweep? I vote for Captain America. 
No. <laughs> uh, um, Hitchcock, of course, he would uh, he would have Captain Britain stabbed to death in a shower. Uh, vote for Hitchcock, and Hitchcock is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this should be easy for you. It is Monty Python versus Fish and Chips. Um, hmm. Monty Python. I'll vote for Monty Python. Chris? No matter how awesome Fish and Chips is, and I put it on the list because it is awesome and a fantastic British dish of fat and potatoes and batter and fish and lovely stuff. Monty Python, just, it shouldn't, you know, it's, it's no contest. It has to be Monty Python. Another vote for the Python. Pete? Well, until I actually make it to Britain and actually have some real fish and chips, I think what, what we have over here just does not compare because I cannot stand them. I gotta go with Monty Python. I'll vote for Python. Anthony? I love fish and chips, but I also have to go with Monty Python. Another vote for Monty Python. Um, Monty Python movies are great. I like all of their movies. I don't like the show. I never have, probably never will, because it might just be a little too British for me. But fish and chips, or as uh, some people call them, fish and fries, I like that. I like it a lot. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give a vote to fish and chips. But Monty Python is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Chris, this one is yours. This one is also a very easy one. It is Stonehenge versus the Beatles. See, this, this isn't as easy as you, you might think because Stonehenge is a, is a fantastic place. I, I've, I've been there. It's, it's you know, built 2000 BC. It, it's incredibly old stone circle. However, a bunch of Americans called Spinal Tap managed to ruin it for me with a nice little song that they wrote. So I'm going to have to vote for the Beatles. A uh, vote for the Beatles. Uh, Pete. Oh, wow. Um, you know, when I think of Britain, I think of a lot of things. The Beatles aren't necessarily at the top of the list, whereas Stonehenge is. So I got to go with Stonehenge. A uh, vote for Stonehenge. Anthony. The Beatles are definitely iconic and uh, heavily influential on modern music, but uh, I'm going to have to go for Stonehenge because it's like uh, pizza. When I think of Britain, Stonehenge actually pops in my mind. Uh, vote for Stonehenge. Um, the reason I said it's easy is because these things have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> so it's very easy to discount one and vote for the other. And I will be the discounting Stonehenge. Uh, it was cool in Doctor Who. It, you know, if I ever make it over across the pond, it is something I would like to see. That and the Blarney Stone. Uh, but the Beatles made it across the pond this way. They have heavily influenced a lot of music, a lot of stuff. Uh, the, the, the movie that I have over on the counter, where is it? The Beatles, well, it was a movie, a musical movie made with Beatles music and had nothing to do with the Beatles. It was a great movie. Uh, I can't remember the name of it right now, but I like the Beatles music. I will be voting for the Beatles. It is all tied up. Coming down to you, Mike, which one takes the win? Uh, I, the Beatles uh, are my favorite band, and I do think they have had a greater influence on my life and, and certainly, I think, on American culture. Um, 
I've never been to Stonehenge. Uh, I actually hope to. Uh, I'm, it looks like there's a good chance I will be visiting England next year. Uh, not definite yet, but uh, I'm actually going to try to make it. And Stonehenge is one of the places I, I wanted to, to go. I mean, I even thought about going to Abbey Road, but if I had to choose between one or the other, it probably would be Stonehenge. And as much as I love the Beatles, um, Stonehenge, you know, has been around for thousands of years. It has really stood the test of time, and the Beatles couldn't withstand one little Japanese woman. A vote for Stonehenge, and Stonehenge takes down the Beatles in round one. That's right. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? That's a thousand iPods turning off all. Well, no, a hundred iPods turning off all across the world. Uh, Jason's gonna be mad. He's gonna be really mad. Uh, it, it, only if he listens to the episode, which he may or may not. <laughs> we are on to our next fight. Alan uh, will agree with it. He'll say, "Fuck the Beatles." Yes, he will. Uh, we are on to our next fight, Pete. This one is yours. It is Hammer Horror Films versus Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Wow. Okay, now this is actually a tough one for me because I like uh, what Peg and Frost have done, but I remember being a very young guy and watching Hammer Horror films on like Sir Graves Ghastly when I would get home from school or on the weekends. So, um, I think we just lost Pete. Such oh, great Christopher Lee. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Um, I was just saying it was a tough decision, but uh, being raised, I was raised on Hammer Horror films with Sir Graves Ghastly and things like that, and it introduced me to the great actors like uh, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee, so I have to go with Hammer Horror films. I'll vote for The Hammer. Uh, Anthony. This one's easy for me because I have no idea what Hammer Horror films is. So I'm voting for Seven Pig and Nick Frost. Uh, vote for Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I also have no idea what Hammer Horror Films are, but I've probably seen them. But I'm not a horror fan, as evidenced by the fact that I did not participate in the horror episode last week. Um, I have met Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I met them here in Detroit. They, they came to show Shaun of the Dead. It was a screening. I got to watch Shaun of the Dead, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and uh, what's the name of the director? Ed? Whatever. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, thank you. I, I, they were all in the room. I got to meet them. I got to ask a question. It was great. Uh, so I'm going to go Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Mike? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty much, I think, aligned with Pete on this one. Maybe this one is an age thing, but uh, I, I also grew up on the Hammer horror movies. I remember actually seeing Dracula, Prince of Darkness at my school. Like, they showed it for the class. And <laughs> that's probably wrong, but you know, that's hey, it was the seventies, um, and uh, as much as I love the er, pretty much everything I've seen with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, I haven't seen all of Spaced. That was them too, right? Yep. Simon, yeah. Uh, um, and uh, but I just I just have to give it to Hammer Horror Films just on the scope. I mean, there's decades, even technically up till the present, they uh, they produced the uh, American version of Let. Uh, the like let the right one in the the movie let me in so you know they've even actually kind of made a comeback the just you you really do not under realize how many movies that studio made and they so many of them have a very distinctly british feel so it's definitely hammer horror films uh vote for hammer horror films it is all tied up coming down to you chris which one takes the win 
Well, I'm going to have to go with the the more current thing. Hammer, Hammer Horror has exported a, a British horror and movie making uh, across the world previously. But, um, Peg and Frost are doing it now. You know, um, when they release a film, even even the films that are made by American studios like Paul, it still has that uniquely British flavour to it, and and you can tell that that they. I mean, I, I used to watch them in the late '90s when I was. Uh, coming home from from school and things like that, watching Space, and I've I kind of grown up with them. It's it's the thing that I've grown up with. So, Peg and Frost. A vote for Peg and Frost and Simon Peg and Nick Frost make it through to the next round. On to our next fight, Anthony. This one is yours. It is Doctor Who versus the Royal Air Force in ninth in World War Two. Um, this one's easy because I put the Royal Air Force in World War Two on this list. Uh, these guys held off the Luftwaffe. If they hadn't done their job, uh, they would have taken. Nazis would have overrun Britain, quite honestly, and that was the start of the win. A vote for the Royal Air Force. Uh yes, that that would have happened, and that would have been bad. But it's Doctor Who, goddamn it! I'm voting for Doctor Who, Mike. Uh. I'm voting against Doctor Who. Doctor Who is a juggernaut on this show. I almost pity this entire side of the bracket. Um, so I'm voting against him because I don't want to see yet another Doctor Who powerhouse in a geek fight. Let's give let's give some of these other people a chance. Um, so I'm voting for the RA, RAF. A vo- vote for the Royal <laughs> uh, Air Force, uh, Chris. Uh, Doctor Who is is great, but the fact that I'm not sat here speaking German to you means I have to vote for the RAF. Another vote for the RAF and Pete. Um, yeah, well, I've said it on numerous occasions. When it comes to the real versus the fictional, most of the time I will go with the real, and in this case, uh, there is no exception there. So the RAF and the RAF destroys Doctor Who in round one. We are on to our next fight. It is Alan Moore versus William Shakespeare. Um, Neither of which I can really read any of their books. There's like two or three things that I've read that I actually like. Uh, uh, Alan Moore... Alan Moore is crazier, I think, than William Shakespeare. You never know, but... I like uh, the movie William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, so I will be voting for William Shakespeare. Mike? Um, This is is actually very tough and very strange that they wound up against each other. Uh, I'm going to vote for Alan Moore because just simply I have more Alan Moore in my home. Um, And also, although I did actually just see uh, Twelfth Night uh, about a week ago, but I'm, I'm going to stick with Alan Moore because uh, his stuff wasn't written by the Earl of What's-His-Name or whoever they're say, that movie is claiming uh, actually wrote everything. So, Alan Moore. Francis Bacon. Uh, Chris? Um, Alan Moore is, is crazy. He's absolutely bonkers. Um, he, he's the father of Bluecock, which, which gives him a, a couple of points. But William Shakespeare continues today to influence films and and writing and the the way that um that plays are put together i mean you, you, i could go into plymouth now and, and see a william shakespeare play somewhere 
and I imagine most people could do anywhere in the world. So um, just for the legacy, it has to be Shakespeare. Uh, vote for Shakespeare. Uh, uh, Pete? Um, I have to go for history on this one. He's been around for uh, hundreds of years now, and who knows how much longer he'll be going strong. I got to go with Shakespeare. Oh, I was so hoping you would say Alan Moore there. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Anthony? This above all to thine own self be true. When was Shakespeare? And Shakespeare takes the win. On to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. Uh, it is, I don't know how to pronounce that. Budokai? Budokai? Budokai, I believe. Versus Eddie Izzard. Uh, well, I know what one of them are. Uh, so, Eddie Izzard. Uh, vote for Eddie. Uh, Chris? Uh, Boudicca, or Bodicea. Um, she was a tribal chief who sort of kicked some ass of some Romans for a while before she was found and killed. But Eddie Izzard looks better in a dress, so it's going to be Eddie Izzard. I'll vote for Eddie. Pete? Uh, yeah, I put her on, the, on this list. She was a badass. She routed Romans. And if it wasn't for the fact that she was so good at what she did, she probably would have been able to, uh, to keep going. Uh, from my understanding, she got routed because basically she got boxed in by families who would come to watch her battle because she was so good at thwarting the Romans. Um, so I got to go with Boudicca. Uh, vote for Boudicca. Anthony. I put Eddie Izzard on this list, but when I saw the bracket was putting him up against Boudicca, I was half tempted to go for Boudicca because I love Boudicca. But I love Eddie Izzard more. He's the only comedian I've actually paid to go see. I'm voting for Eddie Izzard. A vote for Eddie Izzard. And... I'll vote for the Warrior Princess. But Eddie Izzard is moving on. And we are at our last fight of the first round. Uh, it is an unknown fight. Uh, Karen did get a voicemail message to me. It is the English language which is kind of sweet, versus Karen's pick. Let's see if I can do this again. Here it is. Nope, I didn't do it. <sighs> I picked British wine as the best thing to come out of Britain because it's kind of hot when someone is speaking in English in a British accent, and I still don't understand a word they're saying. Uh, vote for British slang, governor. Chris, that's yours. Go blimey, that's a difficult one. Um, the English language has, has spread across the world, but the slang hasn't, which means that if I thought hard about it, I could probably talk to you for about a quarter of an hour and, and you have no idea what I'm talking to you about. So, slang. A vote for slang. Pete. Wow. Um... I haven't been able to follow anything Chris has said so far, so uh, I, I got to go with slang. Another vote for slang. Uh, Anthony. <coughs> wow. Um, wow. Uh, this is a, a kind of a case, I think, of uh, the chicken before the egg, but I'm going to go with the English language because without the English language, there would be no slang. Uh, vote for the English language. Ah, this is hard. I'm talking about my penis. Um, what else would you be talking about, Damon? I, Damon's I quite quite the Anglophile. 
Well, th- seriously, when there's a hot chick talking with a British a- accent, it is really hot, and the, and the, and some of the slang words are hot too. Um, but I am speaking English right now. Without the English language, I wouldn't be able to communicate with these folks I'm talking to unless we spoke French, which is a, actually a, a very good possibility. So I'm going to go with the English language. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mike. Which one takes the win? Uh, you know, my I was actually originally planning on voting for the unknown uh, based solely on the I, I can't vote for the English language because I speak American. However, that would also negate slang, so or British English slang. So I guess I do have to kind of go with, well, one of them has kind of been around the world. And I remember somebody somebody was talking to the, I think it was the son or something of the guy who tried to create uh, that uh, international language, Esperanza. Was that how you pronounce it? Es- Esperanto. And, and they said, you know, was your father ever sad that there wasn't a universal language? And he said, well, there really kind of turned out to be. It's called English. And that is kind of true. Um, most countries around the world, you can usually get by to some extent without speaking their native tongue because a lot of them speak English. We don't. We, uh, we don't speak anybody else's language, but it seems like a large portion of the world uh, does speak ours. And, uh, and, you know, not just ours, I guess. Uh, Britons as well, and Australia and Canada, and you know it's it's really a, as near universal language as you're going to get. Don't forget South Africa and Hong Kong. All of them speak English, and the English language takes the win. Uh, that's it for round one. We'll be back right after this. Citizens of the United States of America, from Her Sovereign Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II. Hello. In light of your immediate failure to financially manage yourselves, and also in recent years your tendency to elect incompetent presidents, and therefore not able to govern yourselves, we hereby give notice of the revocation of your independence, effective immediately should look up revocation in the Oxford English Dictionary. His Sovereign Majesty Queen Elizabeth II will resume monarchical duties over all states, commonwealths, and territories, except Kansas, which she does not fancy. Your new Prime Minister, David Cameron, will appoint a governor for America without the need for further elections. Congress and the Senate will be disbanded. A questionnaire may be circulated sometime next year to determine whether any of you noticed. To aid in the transition to a British Crown dependency, the following rules are introduced with immediate effect. Number 1. The letter U will be reinstated in words such as colour, favour, labour and neighbour. Likewise, you will learn to spell donut without skipping half the letters, and the suffix I-Z-E will be replaced by the suffix I-S-E. Generally, you will be expected to raise your vocabulary to acceptable levels. Look up vocabulary. Number two. Using the same 27 words interspersed with filler noises such as like and you know is an unacceptable and inefficient form of communication. There is no such thing as U.S. English. 
We will let Microsoft know on your behalf. The Microsoft spell checker will be adjusted to take into account the reinstated letter U and the elimination of IZE. Number three. July 4th will no longer be celebrated as a holiday. Number four. You will learn to resolve personal issues without using guns, lawyers, or therapists. The fact that you need so many lawyers and therapists shows that you're not quite ready to be independent. Guns should only be used for shooting grouse. If you can't sort things out without suing someone or speaking to a therapist, then you're not ready to shoot grouse. Number five. Therefore, you will no longer be allowed to own or carry anything more dangerous than a vegetable peeler. Although a permit will be required if you wish to carry a vegetable peeler in public. Number six. All intersections will be replaced with roundabouts and you will start driving on the left side with immediate effect. At the same time, you will go metric with immediate effect and without the benefit of conversion tables. Both roundabouts and metrication will help you understand the British sense of humor. Number seven. The former USA will adopt UK prices on petrol. What you have been calling gasoline, of roughly $10 US per gallon. Get used to it. Number eight, you will learn to make real chips. Those things you call french fries are not real chips, and those things you insist on calling potato chips are properly called crisps. Real chips are thick cut, fried in animal fat, and dressed not with ketchup, but with vinegar. Number nine, the cold tasteless stuff you insist on calling beer is not actually beer at all. Henceforth, only proper British bitter will be referred to as beer, and European brews of known and accepted provenance will be referred to as lager. New Zealand beer is also acceptable, as New Zealand is pound for pound the greatest sporting nation on earth, and it can only be due to the beer. They are also part of the British Commonwealth. See what it did for them. American brands will be referred to as near-frozen nat urine, so it can be sold without risk of further confusion. Number 10. Hollywood will be required occasionally to cast English actors as good guys. Hollywood will also be required to cast English actors to play English characters. Watching Andy McDowell attempt English dialogue in four weddings and a funeral was an experience akin to having one ears removed with a cheese grater. Number 11. You will cease playing American football. There are only two kinds of proper football, one you call soccer and rugby, dominated by the New Zealanders. Those of you brave enough will in time be allowed to play rugby, which has some similarities to American football, but does not involve stopping for a rest every 20 seconds or wearing full Kevlar body armor like a bunch of Nancys. Number 12. Further, you will stop playing baseball. It is not reasonable to host an event called the World Series for a game which is not played outside of America. Since only 2.1% of you are aware there is a world beyond your borders, your error is understandable. You will learn cricket, and we will let you face the Australians, world dominators, first, to take the sting out of their deliveries. Number 13. You must tell us who killed JFK. It's been driving us mad. Number 14. An internal revenue agent, i.e. a tax collector, from Her Majesty's Government will be with you shortly to ensure the acquisition of all monies due, backdated to 1776. And number 15. Daily tea time begins promptly at 4 p.m. 
with proper cups with saucers and never mugs, with high-quality biscuits, cookies, and cakes plus strawberries with cream when in season. God save the Queen and keep fighting the geek fight. Doing what we do every week, coming at you with Geek Cred. Uh, who do I start with? Uh, generally speaking, I, I usually start with the person that has the least amount of Geek Cred, so I'll go with you, Anthony. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, normally, uh, Geek Cred, I talk about my uh, Disney geek, but I think this time I'll talk about... I'm a history geek. I love history. I I'll down history books for fun, which is weird. And I'm actually kind of angry that history books cost so much at Barnes & Noble. But, yeah, I love history. Everything about history. I'm a history geek. Uh, vote, uh, I'll vote for history geek. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, Mr. Chris Mitchell. Uh, my geek cred is I, I write the occasional blog on the Geek Fights blog um, on the Tumblr. And I'm English, which sort of puts me in the front line for this uh, for this podcast. Um, uh, you toss pot. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Just tossing out the 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 uh, slang there, the one that nobody's going to understand. And actually, this episode is your episode. You said "best of Britain" as a joke, and then I was like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, that would teach me for getting drunk, wouldn't it?" Well, everybody says that. Everybody will be like, oh, why not, why not this one? And I go, okay. And then it ends up being an episode. And they're like, wait, why would you make that in an episode? I'm like, why wouldn't we? We can do that. And uh, Mr. Pete Lucas. Uh, well, longtime listeners will, uh, will know that I was uh, raised on comic books. I learned to read on comic books. And everybody else was reading C-Spot Run. I was reading Peter Parker, Bitten by a Radioactive Spider. Um, I'm a third-generation geek. Uh, my dad was also uh, into comic books and science fiction, and my uh, ninety—I found out that my ninety-year-old uh, Greek grandmother was a big fan of Xena and Star Trek. So, woohoo! That's bizarre, Xena and Star Trek. But to each his own. Uh, those are our panel and Mike. Uh, <laughs> we're going to jump back into our fights. Uh, this one is yours. It's a doozy, if I do say so myself. It is Merlin versus Robin Hood. Um, as much as I enjoy the Robin Hood myth, um, it has always been one of my favorite myths. Um, one of the other things that I was raised on besides comic books is I discovered the uh, the King Arthur saga at an early age. And a lot of comic books and, um, and the King Arthur saga kind of created who I am today as far as I try to follow those values. So I would have to go with Merlin. Uh, vote for Merlin. Anthony. 
I know I actually voted against both of these choices in the previous round, just mostly because of Harry Potter. But I do love Merlin and the King Arthur stories, much as Peter said in the Pete uh, about the uh, the morals taught with King Arthur and how it's influenced my life. The same thing with Robin Hood. The, the generosity with Robin Hood has kind of uh, influenced me as well throughout my life. So it's a difficult choice. Uh, I'm going to go with Robin Hood only because here in Las Vegas, I think it's Caliber, there used to be this horrible puppet show. And one of the characters would always talk to Merlin. She had this annoying accent. They went, Moylan! Moylan! And it's stuck in my head. And every time I see Merlin, I hear Moylan! So I'm going for Robin Hood. Uh, vote for Robin Hood. Um, let's see. I watched the uh, show Camelot on Stars. It's a pretty good show. It has Merlin. He's pretty much the main character. You would think it would be King Arthur, but it's not. Uh, I also watched the BBC show Robin Hood. I can't remember the full title. It's Robin Hood something something. It's the more recent one. Uh, I like that a little bit better. So I'm going to go with Robin Hood. Oh, wait. There's nudity in Merlin. A woman I did want to see naked. Vespa. But uh, I still I think I'm going to go with Robin Hood. Uh, Mike. Uh, th- this is tough because it's it's two you know historical, legendary figures, um, and you know the main reason I voted for Robin Hood was this idea of we could use a Robin Hood now uh, because of the the kind of the meaning that his story told. But in in a way, we could use a Merlin now. I mean, Merlin was the one who taught uh, the king who um, who united a people. Um, he was he was the power broker behind that, and uh, you know maybe we could use a, a Merlin a little bit more than we could use a Robin Hood these days. Plus, in a fight, definitely Merlin. And if I had to choose between archery skills or wizardry skills, I would definitely take the magic. A uh, vote for Merlin. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Chris. Which one takes the win? Okay, um, they're both kind of legendary characters but there there may there may be some uh, truth in in the robin hood story maybe not the the tights and the the band of merry men and stuff like that but there's there's possibility that that robin hood might be real so i will go for the real against the fantasy a vote for robin hood and robin hood takes the win we are on to our next fight anthony this one is yours it is hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy versus t Oh, this one's no contest. It's obviously T. No, it's uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I have my towel right next to me. Uh, vote for Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, I, I, I already said I vomit usually when I drink tea, so I'm going Hitchhiker's Guide. Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Hitchhiker's Guide also because uh, one, of, one of the most interesting things for me was when they made the movie, it was an American movie, um, they still used a Brit. They, they didn't all of a sudden change it and Americanize it. So that's how uh, British it is. Even uh, a big American studio wouldn't fuck with it. Uh, vote for Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh, Chris? Um, I've got a feeling that Hitchhiker's Guide's going to go a long way. So I, I will put a, a token vote in for T because it is really, really nice. Uh, vote for T and Pete. Well, you know, Anthony may have his towel with him, but I'm actually wearing my towel, so. Uh, a, vote, a vote for Hitchhiker's Guide, <laughs> and Hitchhiker's Guide says to T, so long, and thanks for all the fish. Um, on to our next fight. 
It is the Eye of London versus the Eye of Sauron. Uh, no, the Lord of the Rings. Uh, I didn't vote for Lord of the Rings before. Oh, wait, no, I did, because it, it didn't have apples. I'm going to vote for Lord of the Rings again, because it doesn't have apples. Mike? Uh, yeah, the Eye only snuck by on a technicality last time for me. Um, and it was in the Fantastic Four movie. So uh, that's two strikes against it. I don't really feel like coming up for a third, but uh, I'll give it to Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings gets another vote. Chris? Uh, this is where the, the fights are going to start getting a bit more serious. And, and the London Eye is, is, it could be anywhere, to be honest with you. I could have it parked, you know, set up in my back garden and it would be exactly the same as it is in London. So uh, going to have to be Lord of the Rings. A vote for Lord of the Rings. Pete? Um. Yeah, again, I couldn't make it through Lord of the Rings. That and uh, the eye is definitely one of the things I definitely want to hit when I eventually make it to London, probably in the year twenty three forty seven or something. So I will say the eye. I'll vote for the eye. It is not going to be there in twenty three forty seven. And Anthony, I vote for the eye of Sauron. And Lord of the Rings or Lotor, isn't that what they say? Lord of the Rings is moving on and we are uh, on to our next fight mike this one is yours this one should be very easy for you it is sherlock holmes versus billy piper uh yeah i i'm really not that more any more fond of uh of um what's her name i can't remember her name that's how much i didn't really care for that companion uh rose um and sherlock holmes hasn't gotten any worse so sherlock holmes a uh, vote for sherlock holmes chris uh, Holmes, no contest. Another vote for Holmes. Pete! Uh, yeah, make that three for Holmes. Another vote for Holmes. Anthony! Voting for heroin again. A vote for Billy Piper. I'm joking. No, no. I know, I know. <laughs> and uh, I will not make it a clean sweep because you get to see her naked and things. So, I'm going to vote for that. I, uh, nudity always wins out. At least for I'm me. sure there's some uh, Sherlock Holmes porn. You could see him naked. I really don't want to see it. I would imagine there's some Sherlock Holmes slash fic out there somewhere. Yeah. And Anthony's going to write it. Sherlock Holmes, Watson, and Damon. It's going to be great. Ooh, I like that idea. I don't. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on to our next fight. Dig a little deeper, Watson. Uh, <laughs> Chris, this one is yours. It is Alfred versus... Uh, Alfred... Alfred Hitchcock versus Monty Python. Uh, you couldn't get more opposite um, exports from the UK. I mean, Alfred Hitchcock, not revolutionized um, movie making, but definitely took some, some major steps in, in modern filmmaking. Whereas Monty Python um, was wholly and solely British, the British humor, the, the things that, that the Americans don't get or the, the Australians don't get that, that I can watch and find hilarious, but it still flowed across the world. Um, the, the Life of Brian is probably one of the greatest comedy films ever made. Um, so I, I'm going to have to edge it towards Monty Python. A vote for Monty Python. Uh, Pete. Ooh, this is a tough one. Um, wow, I remember my dad uh, watching Monty Python with my dad on uh, 
Channel 56, our local public uh, TV channel. But you know, North by Northwest is one of my favorite movies of all times. I got to give it to Alfred Hitchcock. A vote for Hitchcock. Anthony. Uh, these are both giants, brilliant in their own rights. But uh, it's Monty Python there. I love Monty Python. I just watched uh, The Meaning of Life recently. And uh, they they were just brilliant. I mean, they, like in uh, Quest for the Holy Grail, the whole clapping coconuts together. If you watch the uh, the bonuses on that DVD, they did that because they just couldn't afford horses. They weren't that wasn't originally intended. They just came up with that idea because they couldn't afford a horse for the movie. Along with Monty Python, a uh, vote for Monty Python. Um. Like I said before, I like the movies. Uh, the TV show I never thought was very funny. Both both are extremely influential in the field that they chose. Comedy, Monty Python has, has affected uh, tons and tons of comedians and people who do comedy for the last 20 years. Alfred Hitchcock is the same when it comes to suspense films and things like that. Um, I'm going to be voting for Hitchcock because... My mother is scared of birds because of the movie, The Birds. <laughs> and, and, and it's such a freaky film. So, And, and Alfred Hitchcock, they, they keep remaking it shit. And, and most of the time it's shitty. Sometimes they get it right. But most of the time it's shitty because they just aren't able to capture whatever it was, the, the magic that Alfred Hitchcock had with those same stories and that same setting. So I'm going to go with Alfred Hitchcock. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mike. Which one are you voting for? Uh, you know, there's no way to make this choice based on what is more influential, because I think they both have been tremendously influential, like you said. Uh, not even based strictly on quality, because not only were they influential, just in terms of Alfred Hitchcock movies, the, the biggest the biggest thing about a, a movie like that is does it scare you and they do scare you and with a comedy the really qu the question is does it make you laugh and it makes me laugh so they're very very equal the only kind of thing that puts it over the top for monty python is you know at the end of the day i have no alfred well no i have one alfred hitchcock movie uh, on my shelf and i have every monty python movie and all of the tv shows so it just comes down to which one do I flat out like better, and that's Monty Python. A vote for Monty Python. And Monty Python is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Pete, this one is yours. It is Stonehenge versus uh, Hinge, sorry, versus uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Uh, all right, because I take the, the one last round. I got to go with Stonehenge this round. A vote for Stonehenge. Uh, Anthony. I love Simon Pig and Nick Frost, but they just don't have the mystery and allure that Stonehenge has. I have to go with Stonehenge. A vote for Stonehenge. I am uh, <laughs> I'm going to be voting for Simon Pig and Nick Frost because it, it's upsetting Pete. <laughs> Mike? Um, I, I'm going to stick with Stonehenge uh, specifically because of the Spinal Tap song that you mentioned. And because uh, that would make a hell of an outro if this wins. A uh, vote for Stonehenge and Chris. Uh, e either one is a is a worthy 
uh, is worthy of going through to the next round. Uh, I'll, I'll still get a love towards Peg and Frost. Uh, vote for Peg and Frost. But Stonehenge is moving on. Wow. And we are on to our next fight. Anthony, this one is yours. It's the Royal Air Force versus William Shakespeare. Oh my, um, this is tough. The history and literary lover and me are, are at odds with each other. But, uh, I have to go with the Royal Air Force. These guys were amazing. They, they were at number two to one, but killed Nazis at a rate of two to one in a plane that had a severe handicap where it couldn't dive or climb very well. And the Germans knew that they tried to take advantage of it and still lost. Gotta go with the RAF. Uh, vote for the RAF. Um... I, I don't know. You know, I never learned who taught my Uncle George how to fly. My Uncle George is my grandmother's uncle, so he's my, what, great-great-uncle? Uh, he, he was one of the instructors of the uh, Tuskegee Airmen. Uh, so I'm assuming that somebody from England taught him how to fly, but I don't know exactly what. So uh, I'm going to go with the Royal Air Force. Mike? Um, hmm, uh, I think I am going to go with, uh, Shakespeare. Because, strangely, it has a little bit more geek cred. A uh, vote for William Shakespeare, which does have a lot more geek cred, actually. Uh, Chris? The, uh, the, the fights are starting to get very, very well balanced now, um, Shakespeare has has travelled across the world. Um, you, like I said earlier, you, you you can go in any town or any city in the world and, and go and find some Shakespeare to watch. But again, I'm I'm sat here speaking English to you, not German. So the RAF has a good. Uh, it's really hard. Um, I'm going to say Shakespeare and tie it up. A vote for Shakespeare. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Pete. Which one of, takes the win? Of course it does. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, not to slight uh, Mr. Shakespeare, but uh, if it wasn't for the RAF, um, the world could be a much better, a much different place now, not a, not a better one. Um, so I have to give it to the Royal Air Force circa World War II. A vote for the Royal Air Force. I, I think a little bit of uh, Mike's Nazi love slipped into Pete talking there. So, <laughs> a vote for the RAF. RAF, moving on, on to our next fight. It is Eddie Izzard versus the English language. And damn it if it isn't the English language. Uh, I like Eddie Izzard a lot, but I, I'm still, I, I've, I've got to go with the English language. And uh, I do still want to watch that uh, Esperanto movie. With uh, William Shakespeare. I, I'm just throwing that out there. With William Shakespeare? You mean William Shatner? William Shatner. Yeah, well, oh my, Shakespeare's oh my, on my Who brain. is Canadian? I guess he could it's, be on Best of Canada. We're never doing Best of Canada. It's terrible. <laughs> but you know what? It, it was actually some of Shatner's best acting I think I've ever seen. That doesn't... That's like well. the best shit you've ever had, isn't it? <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> But I voted for the English language. Mike, what's your vote? Uh, that's uh, that's tough, but since Eddie, Eddie Izzard speaks the English language, 
uh, I will have to go with English language because um, without the English language, Eddie Izzard would just be mute. Well, no, he'd be speaking French or German. Well, then he wouldn't be funny. Uh, see, there is that. But a vote for the English language. Uh, Chris? Okay, here's a weird technicality. Um, Eddie Izzard is fluent in French, and he does shows in French, and he is very funny, even when he's speaking French. So it's going to be Eddie Izzard. A vote for Eddie Izzard in any language. Pete? Um, only because it is through that language that we are currently speaking, I got to go with the English language. Even though technically we were speaking American, yes, I know. American. It's not American. You take off the A. And, and I, do we have American? Yeah, there's still an N in there. So, uh, but a vote for uh, the English language and Anthony. Um, I have to follow Chris's train of thought. I know enough French to uh, have listened to some of Eddie Izzard's stand up in French, and he is fucking funny in French too. So I'm going with Eddie Izzard. A uh, vote for Eddie Izzard, but the English language. Is moving on, <laughs> and we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Robin Hood versus the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, hmm. I will go with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, just because I like it more. A vote for Hitchhiker's Guide, Chris. If Robin Hood, the the tales of Robin Hood, had a whale being created. 100 miles above a planet along with a bowl of petunias i would vote for robin hood but how irreverent hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy is i, I have to vote for it i'll vote for hitchhiker's guide pete um i gotta go for longevity on this one and uh say robin hood there's been some excellent renditions of robin hood that i've absolutely loved going with the hood anthony um, does Robin Hood have its own national holiday? I don't believe so. Hitchhiker's Guide does. National Towel Day. I'm going with Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh, vote for the Hitchhikers. And, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Anthony, you can correct me. Isn't the answer 8 times 6? Or, sorry, the question 8 times 6? Wasn't that... So was what do you get when you multiply 6 by 9? Is it 6 by 9? Yeah. Okay. See, I knew it was six by something. I love that. I love the fact that the, the, the question is wrong, or the answer is wrong for the question. So I've got to vote for Hitchhiker's Guide. We understand the answer, but we cannot possibly understand the question. Is right. the problem. Exactly. <clears throat> I love it. Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh, and Hitchhiker's Guide is moving on into the finals. Oops. It's sorry, into the final four. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. On to our next fight. Chris, this one is yours. It is Lord of the Rings versus Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Um, like I said earlier, the Lord of the Rings has been has been taken on by by other countries. Um, made in New Zealand for the films by uh, New Zealand director and multicultural cast, you know, multinational cast. Whereas Sherlock Holmes is English. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. played him in the, the latest film, but he, he's still regarded as, as being something that is a, a quintessentially English character or British character. So um, just to keep that going along, we'll, we'll go with Holmes. A vote for Holmes. Pete, Holmes. Oh, 
Um, wow. Uh, what are my choices again? Lord of the Rings versus Sherlock Holmes. That's what I thought. Uh, well, since uh, I really like Sherlock Holmes, I got to go with Sherlock Holmes. Uh, vote for Sherlock Holmes. Anthony. Um, these are both two great literary pieces. Um, but <clears throat> Lord of the Rings, Tolkien created an entire world and pretty much started the modern fantasy genre. Um, I have to go with Lord of the Rings. There's just so much more work put into Lord of the Rings than there is for Sherlock Holmes. A uh, vote for Lord of the Rings. Uh, I, cu- I could go with Lord of the Rings, uh, but they speak Elvish. Fuck that shit. I'm going with Sherlock Holmes. And Mike? Uh, you know, I will... I will give a vote to uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, you know, I, I really didn't think about the, the idea that... But but you're right. It, it really did define fantasy um which i guess is a hell of a lot of geek cred a vote for lord of the rings but sherlock holmes into the final final four pete this next fight is yours it is monty python versus stonehenge Ooh, i i gotta stick with stonehenge sticking with stonehenge for no reason Anthony. Um, Because it's there. Stonehenge still fills me with mystery and awe, and I would love to visit Stonehenge one day, but Stonehenge doesn't have great lines like, sit on my face and tell me that you love me, or, and pray that there's intelligent life somewhere up in space, because there's bugger all down here on Earth. I'm going with Monty Python. Uh, For Monty Python. Uh... 2,000 years before Christ, or always look on the bright side of life. I'm going to look on the bright side of life and vote for Monty Python. Uh, Mike? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Python also, because even though the Stonehenge song would make a great outro, Monty Python songs give me a whole lot of options. I'm kind of thinking every sperm is sacred. A vote for Python and Chris. Um, I'll I'll throw a vote towards Stonehenge. Um, Monty Python is is worthy of going through, but Stonehenge, you know, very very old, very British. So we'll stick with them. A vote for Stonehenge, but Monty Python is moving on. And for our last spot in the final four, we've got the Royal Air Force versus the English language, which I might add is one of the reasons why the Royal Air Force has made it through is because they're still speaking the English language. Uh, Anthony, this one is yours. Wow. Um, well, <clears throat> we wouldn't have the English language around as far as Britain goes if it wasn't for the Royal Air Force, but if but what did they really? It's, it's confusing. Um, I'm gonna go with the Royal Air Force. These guys were just amazing. Their their stories of while they were f- 
fighting. They would get shot down. They would leap out of the burning wreckage, go run to a new plane, take off, and get back into the fight. They were just wonderful what they did. I have to give it to the Royal Air Force. Uh, for the Royal Air Force. Uh, let's see. Uh, je m'appelle uh, Damon. Um, uh, Damon-san. Uh, uh, yeah, I can barely speak another language. I, I can, uh, that means suck my dick and, uh, that means suck my dick bitch in Farsi. Um, but I am going with the English language because I have no other language of my own. I have no grasp on any of the other ones. So English gets a vote from me. Mike? Uh, I am also going to vote for the English language because um, while, you know, if it wasn't for the RAF, they would uh, be speaking German. But if it wasn't for the English language, I might be speaking German or French or something else. And I don't like any of those languages. And secondly, let's be realistic. The reason you're not speaking German isn't because of the RAF. It's because of us. So they would have got you sooner or later. I'm just saying. The RAF just kind of let you hold on till we could come save you. You're welcome. <laughs> A vote for the English language. Uh, Chris. <laughs> There's a little bit of spite building up. Oh, I'm, I'm going to keep that there till later and vote for the RAF right now. A vote for the RAF. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Pete. Which one takes the win? Oh, the RAF versus the English language. That's a tough one, but language edges out, I think. A vote for the English language, and the English language moves on. We've got our final four. It's Hitchhiker's Guide versus Sherlock Holmes, and Monty Python versus the English language. Um, oh, hey, it's me. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide versus Sherlock Holmes. I... I like both of them a lot. Uh, I just watched the Hitchhiker's Guide movie just, uh, yesterday. It was on, uh, IFC. Which is always bizarre to watch movies on IFC because they have commercials. Like, there'll be a KFC commercial right after somebody was fucking somebody. Literally fucking them with nudity and everything. Um, I think I'm gonna go Hitchhiker's Guide here. Uh, I, I think it, I like it just a little bit more in the Sherlock Holmes, but after the the newest episodes of Sherlock come out, I know I will change my vote. But they aren't out yet, so I'm going Hitchhiker's Guide. Mike? You know, I've got kind of a similar reasoning to some extent. Uh, you know, I, I love both of these very much. I probably have more Hitchhiker's Guide in, well, no, actually I do have more individual Sherlock Holmes movies and there's just what the five Hitchhikers books and a movie and a TV show. I don't have the radio show. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Sherlock and, and I've actually seen like I've, I've watched the Sherlock show recently, more recently than that. I reread Hitchhiker's guide, but I think because I'm actually kind of anticipating the new Sherlock show, um, I was, you know, quite upset to find out that, 
you know, there wasn't anything after that cliffhanger and that I was going to have to wait because they hadn't produced them yet and that uh, various other commitments were delaying it. So, you know, when I think about it, I'm more anxious to see some Sherlock Holmes than I am to see any other kind of new or interpretation. Aren't they doing another Hitchhiker's Guide? Um, I, I'll have to go with Sherlock Holmes because I'm looking forward to it more. A vote for Sherlock Holmes. Chris? Uh, these are getting really tough now. Um, Sherlock Holmes is, is a is a really good uh, English character. Um, but I, I just I, I think the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is is absolutely fantastic. I mean, it, it takes uh, you you can watch it the the TV series and and uh, read the books over and over again and, and never get bored of them. Whereas Sherlock Holmes, it, if you read enough of it, it does tend to, to repeat itself quite a lot. And it was the first instance of a retcon that I've, I've heard of. Holmes died, the public went mad, so. Conan Doyle decided to bring him back from the dead again. Um, so uh, it's going to have to be Hitchhiker's Guide. A vote for Hitchhiker's Guide. Pete. Uh, well, I'd like myself a good comedy. Um, I'm really going to have to go with Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I, I just enjoy those stories more for some weird reason. A vote for Sherlock Holmes. It is all tied up. Comes down to you, Anthony. Which one makes it into the finals? Um, I love both of these franchises, but this is extremely easy for me. It's going to be Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Just because there's lines in the book like, and a ship hung there in the air, much in the way a brick does not. I love that. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. A vote for Hitchhiker's Guide. And Hitchhiker's Guide is into the finals. Let's see what, what's going up against. Uh, Mike, this one is yours. It is Monty Python versus the English language. Um, I'm going to go with Monty Python because I think Monty Python versus Hitchhiker's Guide in the uh, in the finals uh, would be pretty good. A uh, vote for Monty Python. Chris? Um, much in the same way I, I voted for Eddie Izzard in the, uh, in the last one, Monty Python actually did a show in German, which was hilarious in German, so they didn't need the English language to, uh, to keep going, so it's going to be Monty Python. Another vote for Python. Pete? Oh, uh, I got to go with Monty Python on this one. More Python love. Anthony. I'm going to go with Monty Python as well. The English language has actually been, has actually had a word added to it. Thanks to Monty Python, the word Python-esque. So Monty Python can change the English language. A vote for Monty Python. Um, Still going with the English language. Uh, I'm not very good at speaking it. Can't read it at all. Uh, but I still love it. So I'm going to go with English. But Monty Python into the finals. We've got Hitchhiker's Guide versus Monty Python. And the man who brought us here, Chris Mitchell, take us home. Which one is it? Both absolute pioneering 
comedy entities in their own right. Um, Monty Python uh, brought about it was it was a combination. It was slapstick comedy. There was there was wonderful jokes. There was singing and songs and and all sorts of great comedy moments throughout the the TV show and, and the movies. Hitchhikers is slightly different. It's a bit it's a bit more of a thinking. Well, not a thinking man's thing, but it, it, it takes a little bit of thought for you to get into it. If you don't understand the jokes, you're never going to understand the jokes, and there's not someone about to be hit by a fish to make you laugh. Um, Hitchhikers has some has some wonderful lines, and and Monty Python has has some some brilliant visual humour. I mean, uh, John Cleese just standing still, just just uh, you know, I pissed myself laughing just looking at him. Um, it's it's really really tough. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with with Hitchhiker's Guide, just because I think it's got that little bit more geek cred towards it. I'll vote for Hitchhiker's Guide. Pete! We're at Hitchhiker's Guide versus Monty Python. That is correct. Well, you know, I have actually gone back and started watching some of the old uh, Python skits. And uh, much like the old uh, Saturday Night Live here in the U.S., um, there are some really good ones that stand out, and some of them are just not that good. Um, also, um, unless the thing with the particularly the the series, the Monty Python series, is uh, if you don't know uh, a bit about uh, British history, uh, British politics, uh, British uh, pop stars. You're going to miss a lot of the jokes in that show. Um, so I got to give it to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. A vote for Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh, jumping all the way down to Mike. I'm, I'm going to go with, with Monty Python. I mean, both of them have been very influential, certainly. But if you look at, at what Hitchhiker's has given us, certainly, you know, the, in the broad influence of a wide variety of authors people like neil gaiman people like terry pratchett probably would not have have had their voice exposed as much if it weren't for hitchhiker's guide um and you know there's several there's five books in the series uh douglas adams also attempted uh dirk gentry with dirk gentry which didn't really go anywhere he did some other travel things and, and things like that but Monty Python, even beyond the show, its influences, it, it has given us Michael Palin and um, Eric Idle and John Cleese and Terry Gilliam. And I, I have more Terry Gilliam movies than any other director. In terms of its the wide impact that it's had, at least specifically for, for my entertainment and for me, I, th I think it is much, much more. And, and it really did define a style of, of sketch comedy. I mean, you, if you didn't know about British history, if you didn't know about, um, you know, any of the cultural references, it really didn't matter because you, it moved on so quickly and it was just so absurd that you didn't really need to because it was the insanity that was really kind of driving it. You wouldn't have things like the state. You wouldn't have things like Upright Citizens Brigade. You wouldn't have things like Kids in the Hall without Monty Python. And, uh, you know, yeah, there's a lot of great lines in Hitchhiker's Guide, but how many people don't know uh, the Spanish Inquisition line? You know, you can't, you can't say, people slip it into conversation all the time. It really has had a much wider impact, maybe not as much in a geek community, 
but just throughout all of pop culture. So it's got to be Monty Python. I'll vote for Monty Python. I, w- I was going to go Hitchhiker's Guide. I was I was Hitchhiker's Guide all day long. So long, and thanks for all the fish. I like the fact that we are the third uh, most intelligent creatures on the planet. I, I like all that stuff in-, in Hitchhiker's Guide. But you're right, Mike. Uh, Monty Python has spawned some of the best comedy that I've ever watched in my whole entire life. I may not like mo- what Monty Python has done, but th- their influence cannot be denied. So I will be voting for Monty Python, which ties it up. It is all tied up. It comes down to Anthony. Which thing is the best of Britain? I hate you so much, Damon. Tying this up on me. Um, I love both Monty Python and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, both deserve to win. But, uh... Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy has transcended multiple forms of media. It's been a radio series, a TV series, a book series, a movie, possibly another movie. And for me, it's just, for me personally, it's more memorable. The things that happen in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy stick with me more than the things that happen in the various Monty Python movies and shows. Um, Slarty Bartfast, you know, talking about how cloaking is impossible but if you don't want someone to see something you put an scp device on it somebody else's problem device it's somebody else's problem you don't look at it i love stuff like there's a social commentary in hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy i'm voting for hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy is the best of britain rock i called it in round one i don't know if anybody noticed that i, <laughs> I did i totally said it mm-hmm which Hitchhiker's Guide is the winner. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Check out Backlot D for new movie news and lots of contests. For all your DVD needs, check out DVDgeeks.tv. Need Star Trek? Who doesn't? Look no further than Subspace Communicate and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. If you like audio commentaries, check out the Soulless Minions of Orthodoxy at soullessminions.libson.com. Mike and I did one commentary that Well, Mike messed up, and we're going to have to do again. And uh, hopefully we do more with them. They're fun. Uh, Special thanks goes to uh, Karen for being our web presence. Check out what she's doing with Chris Mitchell on the Geek Fights Tumblr. Brian Townsend has a new show with me. It's called Into the Batcave. We do commentaries on Batman the Animated Series. Uh, We personally are about 30 episodes in. Uh, There's only about 15 out there. But go ahead and listen. It's fun. And, of course, Mr. Jared Formby for the pimped-out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at HeyStarTrek.net. I'd also like to thank our guests for joining us. Does have anyone have anything they'd like to plug? Anthony. Uh, not really. If you have some free time, go to the Geek Fights website and check out uh, the Dangerous at Butterbeer and read about Damon having his way with the Weasley Twins. Uh, they have their way with me. If you read that, I was raped by the Weasley twins. That's just what you want people to think, Damon. No, read it. Literally, I was raped by them. I didn't have my way with them. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pete? Um, not really. Just uh, if you're looking for uh, a good Christmas present for your uh, child, uh, give me a look at uh, on eBay at Dion's Playground. All one word. D-I-O-N-S-P-L-A-Y-G-R-O-U-N-D. All right. 
And all the way from across the pond, it, near Plymouth, not in Plymouth, uh, Chris Mitchell. Anything from you? Uh, I'd like to put, uh, put out a second plug for the uh, Geek Fights blog. Uh, check out what's going on on there. And a second plug for the Butterbeer story, which I find is probably one of the finest bits of fiction I've ever read. <laughs> yes! Uh, you know, maybe that should have been on this list. It probably, well, no, because no, no, that wins now. That actually wins. The Harry Potter Damon Slashvik wins. You, you know what made <laughs> it so horrible is is Anthony really did capture J.K. Rowling's style of writing. So it it really does feel it's, like it was it's just actually a kind of sweet. It is. It's so sweet. Oh, Gandalf. Oh, oh wait, no, wrong one. Anyway, uh, I think we've got some new slash coming. Anyway, Mike? Uh, you can find me on the Zod Complex podcast where we talk about all things comic books. Also, the Week in Geek video show on YouTube where we preview the new comics every week. Uh, you can find both of them at ZodComplex.com. Uh, check us out at GeekFights.net where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets we mentioned earlier, uh, past episodes, and more. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and the Zoom Network or like us on Facebook. Uh, if you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or at geekfights on Twitter. That's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks! Our upcoming episodes are, let's flip it up, I know next week is Best Trilogy because I'm going to be seeing, sending out the emails today, and then we've got our Thanksgiving episode, Best Family after that. Oh, family, and then on the horizon is Nicolas Cage versus Kurt Russell. I'm sorry. I'm really excited about that one. It's probably going to be one of our worst episodes. Uh, and all ideas are welcome. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. Talk sandwiches. I'm so excited. One of my choices got me one. Oh. <laughs> I never remember what I picked. I'm just so glad that no one put any fucking hell on the list. <laughs> And thanks for all the fish So sad that it should come to this We try to warn you all But oh dear You may not share our intellect Which might explain your disrespect For all the natural wonders That grow around you And it is all around Despite those nets of two defeats We thought that most of you were sweet Especially tiny tops and your friends Can you actually talk to us in, in, in so much slang that we couldn't understand you? Do you think you can pull that off? Uh, I'll have to think about it a bit, you anchor. I don't think you can, because I watch a lot of BBC. It's true. That's true. Just uh, because you watch the show doesn't necessarily mean you get the slang. Yeah, well, it, mean, well, it doesn't no, mean no. you understand what it means. That's the thing. Oh, no. Yeah, you do. You watch enough of it. You understand.
because I, I, ten years ago you could have done that because I used to, when when the office came over, I, I actually would watch it with uh, the subtitles on because I couldn't understand part of what they were saying. Like uh, this doesn't make any sense to me, but especially with comedy, comedy they use a lot more slang than. Uh, than the, uh, what do you call those, the drama shows. And I watch a lot of British comedy. So I picked up a lot of the slang. At least I personally believe that. I'll be right back, too. All right. See, if I were Chris, I'd just start making shit up. Yeah, I could do. I could do. Uh, your pot opener. No, you're just making shit up. <laughs> yeah, toss pot. Yeah, making it up. Oh, no, that's a, that's a real one. Really? That sounds yeah. good. I like that one. What is toss pot? Toss pot. It's the same as a wanker. Oh, okay. If most most of the slang is actually masturbation based. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it, but but most of it is. Doug, you have to come on the show. Stop being a pussy about it, and and come on the show. Do it. 